Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from... Uh, it's pretty cool in California today, right? Pretty cool. Actually, kind of cold, if you really want to get down to it. <laughs> it. I mean, California cold, so it's not really, really cold. If you're going to get a snow and ice storm, uh, we apologize. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy, uh, is it Wednesday? Is that what day it is? It, 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 did anybody else get this way where you get to where you're a holiday completely throws you off your equilibrium where you don't know what what day it is ramos are you that way do you know that it, did you know that it's wednesday do you know it's a hump day i did yeah but holidays definitely can throw you off yeah though uh the people that picked up our garbage our garbage people or i don't know what we call them is that what we call garbage man i don't i don't want to is that the proper terminology i sure. don't want to sell it short sure um, short, short. Uh, breaking news from TMZ. John Ramos calls people who collect trash garbage people. <laughs> trash. trash. Anyway, they picked up our trash on Tuesday, and I said, oh, we weren't sure you were coming today. And he said, we don't consider the President's Day a holiday. Because they don't, don't pick up trash on after major you know, holidays. I thought it was a holiday myself. They said it is not a holiday. Therefore, they were ready to go on Tuesday. Well, that that I knew. I mean, I I did get that. Uh, I did get that from my. Uh, I did get that from my email, I believe, right? Which was that trash would in fact come, and um, so I, yeah. I mean, um, that that one to me is really really funny that it's a holiday except for all government offices, for all schools, but not for trash. <laughs> Jay Stu, is that normally what happens? I think it is, and um, and you know the actually the sanitation workers of America actually just tweeted at the show. Uh, we don't appreciate John Ramos calling us garbage people. See, I knew uh, but, that was but it's no big deal. <laughs> a great way to start a Wednesday, though. Sorry, yeah, I, I knew I that mean... was right. Huh? I knew that wasn't right. That's why I was hesitant to say. John, John, we're kidding. Okay, John, <laughs> John. We're kidding. The sanitation workers of America did not, in fact, contact. Did, did not contact <laughs> okay. us. Okay, I feel they, better. They now. did not. They did decide to take the word "gullible" out of the dictionary. There, John. So. <laughs> uh, uh, um, all right, let's let let's get to what I think is the story of the day. Okay, the vaccine mandate is no more in New York City. Right now, remember this is a kind of curious rule. Okay, um, it's kind of a curious rule that only affected people who lived in New in New York City proper or worked in New York City. If you know, it's basically like a like a like a home team issue. You know, just bizarre, absolutely positively bizarre. Reminder: Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. To play a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's the new mayor of New York City saying uh, 
saying that the vaccine mandates are going to go away. We must do it in a smart way, and people are going to look back later and say he made the right decisions. We're going to get the city back up and operating, and we're going to be rolling out some things in the next a day or so on how we're going to carry that out. I can't wait to get it done. I'm really proud of how we responded as New Yorkers. I always stated I'm going to follow the science. I'm not going to get ahead of the science because I'm ready to get ahead of all of this, but I look forward in the next few weeks uh, going to a real transformation all right, so that's New York City's mayor. So that allows Kyrie Irving to play full-time. And the Nets in the second half of the season have said that Ben Simmons is weeks away. And, and I understand, like, look, I'm with you. You're not playing all year. Why aren't you in shape? Why aren't you ready to go? There is a difference between being in playing shape and being in game shape, right? You, go, you can't go from zero to 100 and you want to ramp up. No telling if he's going to play on their G League team or how they're going to get him ready. But what you're going to have here is you're going to have a celebration that Kyrie Irving was right and that everybody else was wrong. Look, I don't think the peculiar rules over if you lived in New York City, you had to be vaccinated. I mean, I understand what it is. It's we don't want to cut down on tourism. That's one of the lifebloods of New York City and people who travel in and out of New York City. But we want people in New York City to do the right thing. And so we want to have to have a mandate. And it is also interesting that Adam Silver only came out critical of the mandate after it appeared as though all the numbers were pointing to, you know, the pandemic being feeling like it's relatively over for now, right? With some sort of pause. So I look, I don't want to get in the mandate talk, the vaccine talk, the mass talk, because honestly, like so many of us, I don't, I'm just exhausted by it. I've I've shared with you my personal stance time and again. I still think that Kyrie Irving, like, if we can sit here and go like, well, he was right because look what happened. Was he? That team blew up. And a good portion of the reason that team blew up was Kyrie Irving couldn't play in, the, in all the games in the first half of the season. So the Nets, for most of the season, said like, you know, we don't really want you. We, we can't do the part-time thing. And they only acquiesced to the part-time thing not when the numbers, but when there was such a ridiculous amount of injuries, the choice was G League players who aren't even in their G League system or Kyrie Irving for half the time, and the choice was easy, Kyrie Irving for half the time. But but if, if you are purely result-oriented and you think that the result in Kyrie Irving getting to play while not being vaccinated is a win, I give you the fact that the... Uh, <laughs> that the Brooklyn Nets, okay, as of now, despite the fact that previous to these moments, they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all on their roster. Okay, they had, I believe, an 11-game losing streak before winning, uh, before winning a couple games and then losing the last game before the end of the first half of the season. They're 31-28. and 28. They trade away James Harden for Ben Simmons, who also hasn't played so far this year. That is not a win for Kyrie Irving. Destroying the fabric of the team that you play for is, is and and ultimately being allowed to play while not being vaccinated, I don't believe is a win. On the other hand, I do really like this team. Like that, that's where I feel like I've, I've always been able to be honest with you is 
Like, look, I think Kyrie is out there. I think there are things that he does that defy logic or really common, well-thought-out sense. I think he's one of those guys that was told, you're really, really bright, and you start to believe it a little bit too soon, and you get sort of artificially eccentric. And you read books and want to be... You want to be seen as different instead of just being different. You want to be seen as smart instead of just being smart. But he's a marvelous talent as a basketball player. And the truth is that the Ben Simmons piece fits better with Kevin Durant, fits better with Kyrie Irving than James Harden did. Just three guys playing take ball, that ain't it. You have to have guys that fill roles, and not everybody needs to be a shooter. You're still going to need Ben Simmons to take shots and to be more confident. But I actually think he's a better fit, and now it all seems to be coming together for the Nets as opposed to some of these other teams who played very well in the first half of the season, but there's going to be a top-out in terms of their overall talent, and those pieces actually fitting together better. You know? I just, it's, it's no different than, it's no different why I've never liked the Lakers, why I like the Nets. doesn't have anything to do with who you like and who you don't like. It's that Russell Westbrook, not a shooter, and he's a high-volume guy. He also doesn't defend all that well. He doesn't play great team basketball, and so he's been really hard to fit in with, and he's used to having the ball in his hands. Well, guess who has the ball in their hands when they play? LeBron James. And guess who he's trying to get the ball to? Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis not healthy. The Lakers are still old. None of them can defend. That's a flawed deal. Not because you like or dislike guys. It's the same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't like the way in which Kyrie has purported himself in Boston and in Brooklyn. I don't like the fact that he tries to question other people's intelligence by trying to make himself look way smarter. I don't love that. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't think it's a win for him that he destroyed his team. And luckily, because Ben Simmons' relationship was so bad, they were able to get Ben Simmons traded to them. They're going to be good, they're going to be championship caliber good. But refusing to get the vaccine did not help them on that path. It only hurt them on that path. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Jack tweets at me, Gottlieb Show. That's, uh, by the way, the Twitter handle. Gottlieb Show, you're talking about Kyrie not winning and about the record, but Kevin Durant hasn't been playing either, so your argument is relevant. Irrelevant's not actually the word, but that's okay. The record is what it is because they had no Harden, no Kevin, no Kyrie. Guy is literally saying he destroyed the team. Shake my head. God forbid Ad Kyrie makes his own choices about his life. That's bigger than basketball. Okay, l- l- let's discuss this. Jack, here's the, un- here's the deal, okay? Um, remember, this was not an NBA mandate. This was a New York City mandate, okay? And the idea of he's making choices bigger than basketball. All these other guys are vaccinated. Nobody had an adverse reaction to it. Again, you're taking things that are not actually. You're, you're, this is a classic political argument where you make things about something that very, 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 very rarely happens and doesn't actually happen to most 
normal, healthy human beings, and you're making it as if it happens all the time. Right? But you can argue, I, I'm not going to argue that at the end of the first half, when they didn't have Kyrie in home games, and they didn't have Kevin Durant, and then James Harden decided he was done, and then he was done, that they had no chance competing. The argument is, and this is one that I, I will, it's a hill I'm willing to die on, because I know it to be true. I, I mean, if you go back, honestly, two years ago, when the bubble took place, Kevin Durant could have played, Kyrie Irving could have played, they chose not to. Chose not to. Now, KD, you can make the argument coming off an Achilles, he wasn't ready, but he sat out longer with the Achilles than any person on earth ever had who played basketball in the NBA. No one had ever missed that much time. Now, he looked healthy coming back, but he was deemed to be healthy previous to that anyway. But here's the argument that you're not going to be able to have me. It's a completely different season. If Kyrie just gets the vaccine and those three play or one sits out every now and again, the likelihood of Kevin Durant getting hurt is lessened. The likelihood of James Harden getting frustrated is lessened. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen. Kevin Durant's been hurt before, whether he's on Kyrie's team or not. He got hurt in Oklahoma City. He got hurt in Golden State. He's now gotten hurt in Brooklyn. So, again, it doesn't mean he wouldn't get hurt. The likelihood of James Harden being happier, staying because he has a more stable franchise. That's a big thing, right? When you don't know who your lineup is and you don't have, and the team is built around three stars and one guy doesn't play for like 40 of the games, like that's a big thing. Um, and I think Kyrie would have been better had he played more. And the team would have been better. Now, it all may have worked out for them, but let's not like credit Kyrie Irving like, oh, he's, he, he cracked some code. Whatever. Uh, Brian Flores is on the new HBO Real Sports talking about his lawsuit against the National Football League. Here's what Flores and his attorney said on Real Sports in regards to an NDA. I think, you know, just signing that, you know, separation agreement would have um, really silenced me. To Coach Flores' credit, you know, he wasn't going to sign that because he wanted, it wasn't about the money. If it was about the money, he would have signed it. What he did instead was he filed this lawsuit so that he could help other coaches now and in the, and in the future. Um, has anybody else parted companies with a company? Byer, you've been at Fox Sports Radio for how long? Like a long time. Yeah, going on 17 years. Wow. Wow. Ramos, you've been here a long time as well, right? Yeah, 2009. So what would that be? I can't add real fast. I'll have you do it. 13 years. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Uh, Jason Stewart, you, you you get fired all the time, right? You were. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I uh, To answer your question, um, last year I was let go during COVID, and I signed a separation agreement in order to get my severance. <laughs> I think that this is what people do, right? Correct. Correct. Um. At, at best, it's disingenuous of Brian Flores and especially his attorney to act like this is some specific to the Miami Dolphins or specific to football coaches. Oh, my God, they're trying to silence us by making a sign NDA sort of thing. 
I had when I chose to move from CBS to Fox, I still had years left. Uh, I still had time left on my contract. Um, they can CBS controlled when I could come on air, when I could come on television. They they actually, even though my agreement was we were agreed to in February, uh, they asked my bosses at Fox, please don't appear on Cowherd until after the NCAA tournament. I didn't think it made any sort of sense. It's like, look, I'd only be talking about college basketball, promoting your event. This is what they asked for. It was all part of a separation agreement and part of an NDA, I wouldn't say anything about them. They, I didn't have anything bad to say about them anyway. They didn't have anything bad to say about me. It was just we chose to change companies. I've left two companies. I have nothing bad to say, but even if I did, no details will be shared because part of my severance agreement, part of my leaving that company to get full benefits for a certain amount of time is you have to you sign an NDA. And especially when you get fired and you get a full severance package, you always sign an NDA. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Eric Mangini is our guest, former NFL head coach. Of course, he was the coach of the Jets. He was the coach of the Browns. Did you have to sign an NDA uh, when you lost your job both places? I I don't remember signing a specific document. I I thought the language was just built into the contract that you signed initially with the understanding that if you got let go, um, there there was language in place for – uh, non-disparagement of, of both sides as opposed to a, a specific separation document. And there's also language in the contract that says you have an obligation to go look for another job you, you, and, and you know, whatever job you get, the, the balance of the contract will be offset against the earnings of, of that job. So there's, there's a, things built in as opposed to uh, it being a unique a unique document. Now, different organizations may take additional steps if that happens. But but the question I have, Doug, is is he saying that he's currently not being paid by the Dolphins because he didn't sign that document? No, I think what he's saying is they're trying to shut him up. I'm signing this NDA because they know everything was wrong. I'm trying to shut them up. When my my point, and I think your point is, an NDA is kind of standard uh, standard operating procedure, right? That's SOP. I I don't. He's he's making out like he's being singled out when this is what happens when you when you get fired and you sign a severance agreement. Yeah, I, I actually thought the language again was built into the contract with the understanding that you know should. You separate. This is the, to receive the balance of your contract. These are these are the stipulations, as opposed to uh, an additional document. Now, if he's saying there's an additional document, again, that could be a step that is unique to the Dolphins organization. It could be language that they've incorporated league-wide, you know, in the recent past. But it's not that. That's that's just the way it is. Eric Mangini, join us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? Well, this is, you know, a lot was made of of his comments recently, and and I don't necessarily read a lot into those comments. Obviously, he's been conflicted last year and this year in terms of of where he is moving forward, so it doesn't surprise me that a, a year later, 
we're, we're back in the space. Uh, you know, uh, he doesn't have many options. He either retires or he goes back to the Green Bay Packers. Those, those are his two options. I would imagine if he goes back to the Packers, he'd want something more substantial in terms of current cash this, this year and the next few years than, than he has, even though his, his cap number is, is significant. Um, you know, that's, that's one component of it. They're not in a, in a good cap place at all. I know they've freed up a little bit of money, but there's still 40 plus million dollars over the cap that they've got to get to or get under by the start of the league year. And, uh, it, it strikes me as being about money to some degree as much as it is about anything else. I totally agree. Which which makes you think that they'll make it work and and he's gonna he's gonna come back. Um, still well, got leave. well he, Go he he has no options though, Doug because he, he's under contract. His option is to retire, and, he, yes. and he's under contract. And as much as he made about the contract being restructured last year, he's still under contract this year. So. His options are limited. Uh, um, okay, uh, so uh, do you think Russell Wilson gets moved? No. I... Okay, we seem to have lost Eric for a second. We'll effort to get him back. Uh, he just left him with a note. That was a very short answer. That was that was a quality short. They tell they tell you to be concise in this business, and he was. Um, it, it what what Eric point. What Eric points out is really, really interesting. Right? What, what Eric points out is something that we've said for the past couple of years in regards to a bunch of these different football players. You're under contract. Well, you know, he, will he sign with uh, – you hear people in our industry say, so, well, I think he'll go to or the, the Denver Broncos. I think he'll sign with – like, he's not a free agent. He doesn't get to pick his own destination. Um, Eric, we're, we're we're getting back to let's get back to the Seahawks. You said Russell Wilson uh, would not be moved. Um, yeah, I, so, I don't know why you'd why you'd move on from any frontline quarterback if you're an organization that has a franchise quarterback. It makes no sense, yeah, even if they're unhappy. I, I I agree. I mean, obviously the Detroit Lions chose to to make that move. Uh, I haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl. Um, I, am I wrong that Cooper Cup, to me, was the MVP? And it wasn't because Aaron Donald wasn't great, but so was Von Miller. That entire defensive line dominated a pretty weak offensive line, whereas Cooper Cup, there were no other options. Have you ever seen a one-man drive in a game of that magnitude? No, it was pretty amazing. They wouldn't have been able to do more to, to, to take him out of the game. And, uh, you know, I thought Cincinnati didn't do a very good job of, of minimizing the Rams' defensive line. They could have done a lot more than they did, but but taking away Cup is, and that's that was should be the starting point. Yeah, I was I was surprised that you don't just make somebody else beat you, right? Isn't that sports one hundred and one? Makes make somebody 100%. else beat you. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's make them play left-handed. Whatever they do well, make them do make them do something else. Um, who's more likely to get back to a game of that magnitude? The the Rams or the Bengals? Well, I I would imagine the Rams. They they've surprised me over and over again. The way that they've been able to bring in players that don't work other places. The way that they've been able to flaunt convention in terms of dra- dra- trading away draft picks. 
and the uh, volume of coaches that they've lost and the division that they're in, they've still found a way to win. So I, I give Sean McVay a ton of credit. I've been skeptical of this approach throughout it, but he's made it work. And uh, I, I would have to say that, that he's got the better odds just based on what he's done so far. What's the likelihood in your mind Tom Brady stays retired? I'd say 80% if it was a, a situation that he was familiar with. Let's say the, the Raiders get you know to the end of the season, Derek Carr gets hurt like he did in the past. They need someone he can go in, be in a system that he's comfortable with and effective in, and, and kind of uh, save the day and, and, and operate at a high level and have a chance to, to win in a shortened season. To me, that's the ideal case. Maybe it's in a place like New England, too, but a place where he doesn't have to go in and relearn everything in order to be Tom Brady. Hmm. Okay, yeah, makes, that, 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 makes it, that makes a ton of sense. Um, had you heard Rich Hornberger point out that, you know, the honeymoon was over, that Arians would come in and kind of big dog him in terms of game planning, had you heard that the honeymoon was over in Tampa? No, look, anytime you lose and, and people expect you to win, there's always, there's always things that come out about why it happened. And usually it's about deflecting blame from, from some other area. Uh, you know, whoever, whoever's talking is usually deflecting blame from, from, from their area. But, but it's not uncommon in a situation like that where fingers get privately pointed, but typically there's dysfunction in every organization to some degree, and it gets overblown when, when you lose with the expectation that you should have won. Um, Kyler Murray has done this weird, you know, take down stuff from social media following the Arizona Cardinals. There's a report that he's unhappy. Now, look, he was he looked awful against the Rams. And most football people have pointed out that that their system uh, is suboptimal and people are figuring out they won more games every year under Cliff. Where are you on the is it Cliff or is it Kyler or is it simply they, they don't have Nuke Hopkins for why that offense was so bad late in the season? I mean, losing Hopkins was such a such a huge component of, of what they did offensively and their effectiveness and the things that he could do when when the plays broke down and the way that he got open. That that's that's a big a big part of it. And, and there's another situation where when you start off red hot like they did and then hit your rough patch, it tends to be graded much more harshly than the teams that start off slow and, and, and then get, get hot. Now, Cliff has struggled late in the season at a lot of places, and, and people would talk about John Gruden for, for that, that, same, that same reason. Um, I think there needs to be a lot of time and effort spent on, on how to reverse that, that pattern. Uh, but I think they both share a significant amount of the culpability. Eric Mangini is our guest in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo fit? Where could he be successful? He could be successful a lot of places. He's been successful in San Francisco. It's just as you're as you're looking to replace the quarterback that you have or fill that void. There's there's the element of of injury that adds so much unpredictability to, to this. And and when he's healthy. 
he plays at a, a winnable level? Is he going to be able to go out and win games on his own? Not necessarily, but he plays at a level that's that's higher than, than a lot of guys that, that teams are playing with. My biggest concern as a starting point, if I was going to bring him in to upgrade the program, is will I even have him for all 17 games? Will I have him for the playoffs? Or, you know, how, how many games am I going to have to play the, the second guy anyways? Um, okay, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm, I'm thinking, uh, who's the team that, and again, we haven't gotten to free agency, we haven't gotten to the draft, but the team you expect to have the biggest, I don't know, turnaround or one that you're sitting there like, here's a team I know is going to be good, barring some calamity in the offseason? Well, I, I like the way that Detroit played. And, and it's hard to say that based off of, of their record, but there were, there were so many games that they lost that, that were close games. They, they seemed to, to embrace the, the toughness of, of the head coach. And I know some people joke about his approach, but, but the team had a resilience to it. They just weren't good enough oftentimes to, to, to finish. So I'm curious to see, to see what they can do. Obviously, I, I like Brian Dayball a lot and, and like to think that, that he can do some good things with the Giants. I, I think Matt Eberflus is a good hire for, for Chicago as well. And, um, you know, I'm a big Josh McDaniels fan. I, I, I imagine the, all three of those guys have a chance to, to impact their organization. And I know the Raiders are a little different space than uh, Chicago and the Giants are. Yeah, in terms of being a rebuilder, that team who I don't know found a way to get to the playoffs, which is stunning. Mike McDaniel goes to Miami, right? Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, he said all the right things in regards to Tua. Do you think you can win big with Tua in this league? I, I'm I'm not sure because now we're going to have to evaluate Tua again with a new offensive coordinator, and without knowing the player and knowing how well and how quickly he learns the system. There's always that, that transition period when you bring in a new head coach, you bring in a new offensive coordinator, you bring in a new system where the players have to be graded a little bit on a curve because they're playing and learning at the same time. So, so it's, and some guys do that much better than other guys. You'd like to think that you would see if he's, if he's going to be the player they expect him to do, to be, you'd see significant jumps, and there's been signs of life, and there's been progress, but I don't know if you've seen those those significant jumps where you're, where you're convinced he's the guy. But obviously, they want to they want to play out that situation and and have a conviction that he can be the guy. Um, okay, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Kevin Colbert, who drafted Mason Rudolph, right, came out and said that. If it was today, Mason Rudolph would be their starting quarterback. Do you think Mason Rudolph should be their day one starter next year? Well, he, he's going to have an opportunity. You look at his numbers, he's a, about 50-50 interceptions to touchdowns. His, his record uh, it is, doesn't blow you away. Now, he hasn't had that much playing time, but when he did play, uh, you, weren't, you weren't walking away from that saying, hey, we, we definitely – have our, our quarterback of, of the future. 
I would imagine that Pittsburgh is going to go get some serious competition, whether it's through the draft or free agency, and not sit back and say, yeah, th- th- this is our answer. Right. Right. No, it's 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 going to be interesting. Eric, great stuff. Awesome year, obviously, in the NFL. And uh, uh, your thoughtful commentary is always needed and desired here. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Awesome, Doug. Great talking to you. Likewise. Are the Packers not going to let Devontae Adams out of Green Bay? We'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Let's get to a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. Dan Byer, what's the game? Byer. Doug, the game today is... Real news, fake news. Starting out, Doug, real news or fake news that Packers GM Brian Gutekunst said there is no way they are letting Devontae Adams leave town when he spoke to reporters today. Is that real news or fake news? Uh, That's fake news. You are fake news. Yeah, said they'd prefer to get a long-term deal done... As opposed to using the franchise tag on Adams, but said, yeah, there's a possibility Adams could leave via free agency. Yeah, I, I, I thought there was a lot of stuff in there that he said, um, but you know, he also said that trading away Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers for a huge haul is not what they want to do because they feel like they're as close to winning a Super Bowl as anybody. Makes total sense. Real news or fake news, Doug? Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. announced the arrival of his new baby boy, Zayden, on social media by holding the boy in the air with one hand as if he was making a one-handed catch. Uh, that's fake news. You are fake news. That would be awesome, though, if he did. Uh, did did have the picture of he and uh, the baby's mother, his girlfriend. Who, the baby was born uh, about a week ago, a little less than a week ago. So congratulations to OBJ. Also confirmed he had surgery to repair that torn ACL. Doug is two for two. Will he go three for three? Real news or fake news? Texans head coach Lovey Smith basically said Davis Mills will be the Texans starting quarterback entering the season. That's real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Comments on the Rich Eisen show saying that, yeah, they're not going to name a starting quarterback in the spring, but right now Davis Mills is their guy, and there's a lot to like about Davis. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have the Deshaun Watson thing, which appear there appears to be some momentum to getting some of this stuff settled, but it's not like he's come back to the Texans, and this would lead you to believe their goal is not to trade for anybody, instead to let Davis Mills play it out. But again, that's as of today, things can change rather quickly. Real news or fake news, Doug? The Seattle Seahawks will be wearing throwback uniforms next season. Uh, That's real news. You are fake news. No, they are not coming in 2022. Team President Chuck Arnold told KJR up in Seattle that they're going to be coming at some point. It just won't be next season. This on the heels of the NFL obviously changing the one helmet rule, but they didn't change the rule in time for teams to put their new uniforms to go with those helmets in time for the 2022 season. I think we're going to see a real big surge of the throwback uniforms in 2023, maybe a couple in 2022, but the Seahawks, yeah, not going to be a part of that group. Not going to do it. Can't, Wouldn't be prudent, not this juncture. Can't do it because they didn't – it's so stupid. There was no reason for them to submit a uniform if they couldn't change the helmet. So then the helmet uh, rule came in after the deadline. I do think, Doug, though, with this bit of news here, 
I think the NFL is going to go all in with their the throwbacks. Like I think that they are. The, the, I mean, there's going to be so much merchandise for whatever teams have them. I merchandising, think, <laughs> merchandising. I, I mean, I I really do. I think that they they have realized on how much people uh, you know want these, and uh, will I think there will be tons and tons of merchandise for people to buy once they become a normal thing. All right. Ah, uh, yes, uh, the Seahawks, the flamethrower. The kids will love this one. <laughs> Real news or fake news? The next thirty for thirty will premiere the week of the Masters and focus on the life and times of Nick Faldo, three times Masters winners. That real news or fake news? Um, real news. You are fake news. No, it's going to be about the guy that Faldo beats in the 1996 Masters. Greg Norman will be the subject of the next thirty for thirty. <laughs> the guy, I mean, the guy's, you know. Uh, talk about heartbreak in majors, not only in 1996 and blowing that lead to Nick Faldo, but uh, I believe lost in a playoff in every one of the uh, four majors in his career. Uh, does have two British Opens or Open Championships for uh, Greg Norman, but uh, he'll be the focus of that. Finally, Doug, real news or fake news, more people watch the NBA All-Star game than the NFL Pro Bowl this year. Is that real news or fake news? That feels like fake news. You are fake news. It is. 6.28 million viewers watch the NBA All-Star game, but only a few more watch the Pro Bowl. 6.69 million NBA's All-Star game numbers up 6% from last year, while the NFL Pro Bowl actually had their lowest number since 2006. So the NFL still with the lead, but... Not by a ton. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I I also believe, I also believe, and I could be wrong, that the Daytona 500 beat the NBA All-Star Games, right? Badly. Badly beat the NBA All-Star Games. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, Betterer Sportsbook. Betterer's is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. LeBron may want to go back to Cleveland. Has he asked Cleveland if they take him back? We'll get to that next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.